This episode is sponsored by The Jordan Harbinger Show. Jordan dives into the minds of fascinating people, from athletes, authors, and scientists to mobsters, spies, and hostage negotiators, all with the noble cause to make you a more informed, critical thinker to operate better in today's world. Jordan's also got a fun weekly segment, Feedback Friday, where he covers advice on everything from escaping a cult or psycho family situations to relationships and networking to even just asking for a raise. Point blank, Jordan Harbinger is smart, funny, and easy to listen to. You'll be pressed to find an episode without excellent conversation, a few laughs, and actionable advice that can directly improve your life. You can't go wrong with adding The Jordan Harbinger Show to your rotation. It's incredibly interesting. There's never a dull show. Search for The Jordan Harbinger Show. That's H-A-R-B as in boy, I-N as in Nancy, G-E-R on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome back to Dum Dums and Dragons, where improvisers who've never role-played before journey into the world of Dungeons and Dragons. I am the Grand Wizard Bukake, your host. Our heroes have cleared all the zombies out of a small town. Juniper fought her way through the booby traps in the general store. Butthole slaughtered the zombies with his divine powers. And Quinny struggled to explain the Quinny Days posters they found before catching a quick nap. What will our heroes discover when they finally reach Cornucopia? Find out next on Dumb Dumbs and Dragons. Any day that starts with Nat 20 muffins is a pretty fucking good day. Uh, now, granted, this isn't the start of a, a brand new day, um, but uh, you uh, you do feel rested and uh, somewhat relieved after um, the initial fear, I think, at, at what could have occurred here. And uh, then the admittedly still somewhat grim truth, but um, not quite as bleak as, as you might have found. And you all survived the trap things that exploded in your uh, respective faces, as well as the tower collapsing. So generally speaking, not the worst. Uh, and uh, now you've had some muffins and some some refreshment. So um, as I've said, uh, Treebury is the, the sort of the, the gateway to the fertile fields. Um, that said, uh, the camper seems to have escaped uh, out the window, um, not south towards the fertile fields, rather into the woods uh, that, that uh, surround Treebury. Um, you don't have a lot of leads uh, right now, um, other than kind of your your primary objective, of course, to uh, gain enough of a food supply to be able to uh, stock the Fortress of Forlorn Hope. Uh, what is your plan from here? And is there anything else you'd like to do kind of in, in morning, not morning, but kind of in like post rest preparation? <clears throat> uh, I just want to see here. So I'm thinking we got to go to Cornucopia. That feels like our safest bet because we have the most connections. If we name drop Quinny, maybe the people come out of woods and not explode us. I mean, maybe they'll hate me because I left. I, I, I don't know. If they if they come out just to tell you to fuck yourself, at least we'll know they're there and we can talk to them. No, fair enough. Uh, look, Burn guys, I'm the really... bodies of the people that we found in that morgue. Are we worried about the people? Sh- I guess there's not really a necromancer here right now. It seems like these zombies are kind of doing their own stupid zombie thing. Yeah, I mean, I'm assuming if we're really attention. worried about, you know, bodies coming and up, I feel like the only way to protect ourselves was really to be find every single dead body in the world and burn it. 
which probably isn't realistic. That honestly is a reasonable point. Also, I don't know how the people who ran away and hit are going to feel if they come back to their morgue and find out we either torched all the bodies or smushed their heads in. Yes. All right, so we'll leave them out. We found them. Uh, Quinny, is there anything else you need to get ready? Juniper, is there anything you need? I, I'm just, I'm just trying to. Okay, I'm just trying. Pursue your happiness, but make sure it doesn't impinge on the happiness of others. Oh, moon manment. Moon manment. I feel kind of bad that we showed up here and really blew up this one person's scene. You know? I feel like we did impinge on their happiness. Do we have any rations maybe. or anything like that that we can maybe just leave in the apartment if they come back some food for them or something? I could put the leftover muffins in a basket. We could leave those muffins like were delicious. Basket. That would be a great idea. Yeah, those muffins yeah. fucking ruled. I think I think that's the least we could do. Okay, let's. Uh, we'll leave a muffin basket, and then do we have anything else that'd be nice that we can add to it? I'll leave some gold behind. I mean, I don't know how what the economy's like right now, but. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't know. what. It, I don't think we have enough to pay for the tower, and we really need food for people who are starving to death. So I feel like if we give the gold away, we're impinging on the happiness of the people back in the Fortress of Fort Definitely Lord. not all of it. I don't know what a few, how much happiness a few coins might bring. Again, I, no, could, leave the, I could leave them my short bow. I don't know if they need Why don't we give them half the gold we took from the town, like the privateer kind of fee, okay. where we're like, we need half for food, and half will go back to you for your watchtower. Sure. All right, so 32 gold and a basket of muffins. And then, Quinny, do you want to write the note? Because it seems like you might be a celebrity to some people. I don't think a note's necessary. I think it's fine to just leave that and, and move on. Well, I mean, no note. Like, hey, sorry for right, yeah, scaring sure. you off. I just this write, is for you. I, yeah, I, I mean, I don't have any of those writing implements. Does anyone have stuff to write? <laughs> Pull out... Uh, uh, Mrs. Paisley's forgery kit with like a flourish. Cause of course. All right. Dear, uh, uh, lone survivor. Uh, sorry. We set off your traps and collapsed the clock tower. Uh, we eliminated most of the zombies in the area. Uh, what we're headed to cornucopia. If you want to meet up, uh, sorry again, sincerely, Quinny, Butthole, and Juniper. Is that how's that? That feels pretty good. P.S. Yeah, we'll be right. back in like a week if we're not dead. All right, P.S. We'll be back through here in a week if we're not dead. Okay, now right, right. does does one of you want to walk that up to the office? Because I'm definitely going to hit one of the trip wires. Yeah, no, I'll, yeah. I'll I'll take it up. Thank you. <clears throat> and I go up. And I, uh, I kind of fold it and and, and kind of place it uh, underneath the basket so that when the basket gets lifted, the note can be revealed that way. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Yeah. All righty. Well, off we go into the zombie land cornucopia. Yeah. Great. All right. <clears throat> so you uh, pack up what you've got. Um, and uh, begin to make your way south. Um, do you disable the gate or just kind of go up and around it? I think Quinny's content to not touch any more shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, just given how much of it explodes. Butthole would also 
be a big fan of leaving the gates barred and raised. Like we cleared the town, which is only yeah. a value if we don't open the doors for zombies to walk into the town. So yeah. up and around seems smarter. Cool. <clears throat> okay. Um, so you, you take the extra time, um, you sort of head up and around and, uh, you continue South, um, sort of, uh, deeper into the forest and towards the, the fertile fields. Um, can you please roll me a perception check? All of you. Ooh, 12, seven, 23. <laughs> of course. This feels about right. 23. <laughs> not, even, okay. not even a high modifier, just a, a high roll. Fair enough. Um, you, uh, Quinny, you catch a um, a flash of, of color um, moving quickly through the trees uh, along beside you at distance. Uh, it's a, a, a bright flash of orange. Um, I put a hand up for everyone to stop as, as wordlessly as possible. We'll do so. I'm not, Buttle's not fucking around. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'll... Right. Just I'll just gesture like I see something that way, you know, my eyes, and then I point where I where I see it. At which point, uh, two arrows come flying out of the trees uh, through the spot you would have been had you not uh, come to a halt. Uh, go ahead and roll initiative, please. That is thirteen. Holy also shit, thirteen. Initiative modifier is so good and high. So I'm just I'm used to like my slow characters. Uh, <laughs> this is going to be 14. Okay. Um, all right. So um, you hear a um, a growled um, curse uh, from the trees, um, and then uh, another um, couple of shots come whipping through uh, the woods. Um, Quinny, since you're up front, um, they're going to be aimed at you. Um, but because they're shooting through trees, uh, they're at disadvantage. What's your AC? Uh, 17. 17. All right. Um, eesh. Uh, so that is a crit fail. Um, okay. I'm going to say uh, they... Uh, you hear the arrows. Um, one of them sticks into a tree next to you. Um, we also hear the uh, the twang of a uh, of a bow string breaking, um, and uh, another growled curse. Uh, this one allows you to to properly um, track uh, the, the noise. And um, as you'll be going next to initiative, this all makes sense. Uh, you can see um, the uh, uh, sort of an, an orange and black uh, striped furry face staring back at you through the woods. Uh, it would seem to be a tiger standing on two feet, um, s- sort of like tossing aside a bow and reaching for a blade. What do you do? Uh, I'll, uh, I'll start stalking towards them. Just like, w- like walking with purpose towards them as I see they're more now for, for melee combat. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'll say, uh, uh, Hey, you don't look dead. So why are why are we trying to fight each other here? Come on, relax. If you have the prisoner, give them to us. We don't have any prisoners. What what prisoner? Hmm. In that case, you serve no purpose to me. Um, and he whistles, and you hear uh, a bit of a commotion in the bushes um, as uh, two gray shapes uh, begin to uh, prowl um, to the uh, left and right. Well, look, look, like. 
maybe we can help each other. We're looking for survivors. We're looking for food. Uh, who are you? Um, uh, his eyes narrow and he says, um, I am Veers, but you are Quinny Brown Barrow. It, it, yeah. <laughs> we have yeah, unfinished business. Um, and, uh, with that, he, uh, he starts to like bound towards you. Uh, it's your initiative. Uh, what do you do? Uh, I'm a little confused. I want to make sure that I'm just not misremembering. Did we encounter a Veers? Nope. No. Okay. Um, I'll, uh, just in self-defense, I'll summon forth, uh, frostbite, Mm -hmm. you know, AKA breach of contract, which (laughs) I forgot I named it. And I really do like that name. Um, uh, and, uh, I'll just, uh, be ready to, to defend myself. Uh, there's a thing like you you can take like the dodge action on your turn, right? Where I just become harder to hit on Mm -hmm. someone else's turn. Yeah. I'm going to go for that. Yep. Yeah. I'm just going to confirm that. Great. Because we don't do that very often. I'm usually like, we I'm really, going to kill really you, don't. you motherfucker. And I'm yep. not really there yet. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Dodge. I'm, I'm bringing it up here Body. if you want. Um, attacks again made against you have a disadvantage, I okay. believe, is, is how that goes. Um. When you take the dodge action, you focus entirely on avoiding attacks until the start of your next turn. Any attack roll made against you has disadvantage if you can see the attacker. Uh, And I make deck saving throws with advantage. Oh, finally. You'll be able to pass some deck saves. I know you (laughs) have such a hard time with that. I Um, mean, if you stay within 10 (laughs) feet of me, saving throws get even better. So, (laughs) Fair enough. Uh, All right. Um, Next up, um, Juniper and Butthole, what is your uh, initiative modifier? Plus one. Plus two. All right, Juniper, you're up first. So you've got two gray shapes um, kind of moving to flank uh, from yeah. the, uh, the the Tiger Man, uh, and Veers is uh, uh, closing in quickly on Quinny. What do you do? Um, I, I imagine I've heard Quinny say all this and realize he doesn't yeah, I'm not whispering or really anything. want yeah. to. It, yeah. Um, what I will do is I will try to um, I'll use channel divinity and uh, specifically nature's wrath. Mm. Um, and I'm going to try to ensnare um, wh- whoever's closest to me. So whichever gray shape is coming in. Um, sure. Uh, and just restrain them. So right. they have to uh, succeed on a deck saving throw or strength or be what? restrained. What's the DC? Uh, uh, 16. 16. All right. Uh, it fails. All right. And so <laughs> uh, I think Juniper just says, we, we really, we really don't want to fight anyone. We're like, really we're on like, I, Really, like we're all living, like Quinny said, alive. Uh, you hear a, a yelp as the uh, the vines uh, wrap around uh, one of the shapes, um, and then uh, growling. Um, butthole. 
Butthole's going to go for the other gray shape that's closing Sure, we'll in call him uh, light, uh, light and dark. So okay. light is ensnared. Uh, dark is the one that's closing in on you, Butthole. Yeah, Butthole's making a move for dark. He he would just charge forwards wanting to see what dark is because then he knows the rules of engagement. Uh, yep. ha- hammer in one hand, uh, shield in the other. Um, you see a, uh, a humanoid wolf um, doing that like saber tooth run uh, towards you. All right. And Butthole would yell to the the rest of the band, "Don't kill the wolves! It's blasphemy!" Uh, and then he's he's gonna go in, uh, going for non fatal damage specifically uh, with Gobble Junior being like, "Talk sense into them." Uh, and, uh, so his his fart fart like moon hammer butt that appears on his hammer that usually powers up his swings. Uh, he's actually on the front of the hammer this time, uh, farting to cushion the blows so they won't break bones. They'll just do non-fatal damage while he's swinging at this wolf. So nice. hit with a bag of oranges. Yeah, won't even leave a bruise. <laughs> <laughs> so the first hit is a twenty-one. Yes, great, and that one will do. Uh, bam, bam, bam. Ooh, solid rolls on that one. That will do uh, 20 non-fatal damage Ooh. will be that hit. All right, a sound hit indeed. Uh, how, how's this How's this werewolf, for lack of a better term, looking? Uh, that's the correct term. Uh, very hearty. Very hearty. All right, he's going for it again, then. He's going to burn one of his uh, farts of fury. So he's got his hammer hands. So he's, he's fueling himself up to be able to swing again. There's butts all over this hammer, just whipping it around. Uh, and that one is again a 21 to hit. Yep. Uh with the grand total of the damage will be less this time. It will be eight non-fatal damage that time. So 28 damage total this round. Cool. Uh definitely has has taken some damage, definitely still up. And mad. So mad. Um that brings us to uh the wolves. Uh so obviously um he will attack you. Uh, so he's going for um, uh, a bite and a couple slashes. Okay. Uh, what's your AC? 23. All right. Uh, I missed with all three, and I rolled a one. Uh, so I'm going to let Ooh. you take uh, uh, an opportunity attack uh, nice. against against it uh, as it, you know, the, 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 the butt-powered hammers are just smacking it left and right. It's stumbling around, clawing at you. Um, but it's it's not used to having to claw past you know uh, a torrent of hammers. Yeah, truly, that, none of us are. That was a nat <laughs> one, but I have inspiration that I, I would sure like do. to use. Yeah, that might be a good one to rebalance that. So that will be a twenty-two to hit. Yes, sir. Which will add up to oh yeah, max damage. That is twelve uh, non-fatal damage from Moonlight Bringer. Damn man. Smack my wolf up. Um, cool. Uh, the other one has to try and get out of your ensnarement. Um, yeah, so it's at the end of its turn, so it can't yeah, take an fine. action this turn, and so it just needs to make a strength or deck saving throw. DC growling, 16. and you just hear it say, But boss, we've been ensnared. They brought snares. Ah! And it's going to try and break <laughs> out. Um, it does. Um, oh. And then it yells, uh, never mind, I caught it. Um, and uh, it uh, turns growling to you, but unfortunately that was his whole turn, so I uh, can't do anything else. Uh, back to uh, the tiger. Um, he's going to launch himself at Quinny. 
as you do. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Quinny, obviously, you're duck, dodge, dip, dive, and dodging, so it's going to have a bit of a hard time. Uh, it's going in with um, a bite and two sword attacks. Uh, what's nice. your AC? Okay. Uh, 17. All of those attacks are at disadvantage. Yeah. So no to the bite. Um, you get the sense the bite is more of a feint. kind of snaps at you um, and then takes two big swings. And I'm sorry, your AC again, sir? 17. 17. Um, all right, so that's one hit and two hits, unfortunately, at disadvantage. Wow. Good um, so let me just roll up damage here. I'm going to roll these separately for you because I suspect you have magical rogue bullshit you'd like to uh, evoke. That's right, I do. Boy, thank you for mentioning that because I would have just been like, well, time to take damage. Um, yeah, man, you've been mocker for a while. I figured <laughs> I'd give you a hand. Um, all right, so first one is... Uh, oh yeah, five damage, five whole damage. This episode is brought to you by our sponsor, Shopify. When we started podcasting, an online store was the furthest thing from our collective minds. But now we are selling some sick mugs and it is so easy. All because we use Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. It'll help you turn browsers into buyers because it has the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, which means curious people are more likely to buy from you. And you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. One of the big problems Shopify solved for us was international shipping. Our shipping prices, if people were outside of the U.S., were through the roof. But the moment we switched over to Shopify, we were able to choose where our orders were being fulfilled from in different places, which meant shipping could be cheap for all of our fans everywhere around the globe. So if you were even thinking about opening a store, sign up now for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dumdums, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dumdums now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dumdums. That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-S. If you open a store with Shopify, you're going to be hearing that sound a lot. Thanks for supporting the Fable and Folly Network. Here's another show we know you'll love. Every day in the nice little Canadian town of Beaver Mount, Ontario, is pretty much the same. Folks are polite. There's a hockey game that evening. And someone gets brutally murdered. Sorry About the Murder, a very Canadian murder mystery podcast. New episodes weekly. Listen to season one now by typing Sorry About the Murder into your favorite podcast app. Ah, but look! Oh, friend, Misa Farthole here to tell you about exciting Patreon. You know, only for $25 a month, you can send your own friend into Dum Dum's land. That's right, I call from hell to tell you you can help your friend. Want butthole not die? Oh, praise bubble. You for $25, pick NPC, design, send into Dum Dum's and Dragons, save butthole life. He need it, otherwise he die. What about King Quimby? He need friend too. $25, send friend to King Quimby. $25 a month and you get thank you from God. 
That's right, come down from Best God Ever. Say thank you at the end of every episode. You just have to go to patreon.com slash dice. That's right, D-U-M-B, funny word. D-U-M-B, funny word. D-I-C-E, useful thing. Send friends to save my friends, please. Also, you get ad-free feed or something. I'll take I'll tank all of that. I'll take the five damage. All right. Second one is eleven. So you've chosen wisely. Okay. Uncanny dodge. There it is. Half half that damage. Okay. So that's we round that up. So that's six total of eleven then from both hits. Yeah. Are we saying? Okay. Uh great. So um clearly a deft swordsman, um, despite uh your your dodging. Um he uh you, you seem evenly matched, um, and uh, he, he just growls, um, these are the ones. Do it. Uh, bring us to Quinny. You're engaged with uh, the were-tiger, Veers. What do you do? Uh, I'm going to fight back. This is getting to be a little ridiculous. He's not interested in talking to me. He's talking to someone else. Uh, so we need to get the upper hand in this fight. Uh, so not holding back um this guy's trying to kill me i have every right to defend myself mm-hmm. uh and so i uh i i lash out with uh with frostbite uh utilizing that uh advantage on the first attack i do uh that you gave me um from gosh like three episodes ago now <laughs> um uh so that will hopefully trigger sneak attack if i hit Sixteen plus uh, twelve to hit with frostbite. Um, Twenty-eight. Yep. So that's more than enough. Actually, let me just make sure I didn't crit. Okay, so that was the advantage. And then uh, with uh, we didn't use this too much, but with my warlock ability, thirsting blade, I attack twice with my packed weapon. Mm. So here's the second attack uh, for a total of. Uh, 23 to hit yep that'll hit okay so the first one will be sneak attack the other one will be standard damage so sneak attack Ten, sixteen, 16 plus 3 19 plus 7 for the sneak attack damage and obviously much less here. I'm going to use the poison on frostbite for this second sure. hit just to kind of compensate for the lack of sneak attack damage. So, depending on if it matters or not, that's one piercing, six frost, and seven poison um, for a total of seven and seven, 14. Plus seven, 21 damage. One damage. Very good. And I roll a d6 to see if the poison effect stays or wears off. On a one to three, it stops. Okay, so I no longer have the ability to in, use do poison damage with my sword currently. Okay, so you, you slash him up uh, pretty good. Uh, he kind of mm-hmm. stumbles back, uh, clearly having um, taken a, a hard hit. Uh one of the the wolves, uh, the one Ryan's fighting, dark uh, steals. 
Veers, you're injured. Don't be a hero. Um, and he just says, shut up. We've got this. Um, and uh, the fight continues. Um, that brings us to Juniper. Uh, your ensnared guy is free and is intent on charging you. What do you do? Um, and uh, can you roll me a perception check? Yeah, for sure. Ooh, that's not great. Six. Six. Okay. You perceive nothing. Um, he rushes you. Um, I think because I've already got my revolver out, mm-hmm. um, I'm just gonna I'm gonna have to shoot him twice. It's just gonna be like, please, please stop, please. Why? I hate. God, I. I hate fighting. I have so many weapons, and I hate it. And she just <laughs> attacks. So that first one will be 25 to hit. Yep, that'll hit. Uh, although I do need to ask, is your revolver magical or mundane? No, it's mundane. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, the second one is 12 to hit. Uh, yes, that'll hit. Oh, wow. Okay. So that'll be a total of uh, 11 or 15. It'll be 15 okay. piercing damage. Uh, and that's kind of it. And she's just just asking them to please stop. Gotcha. Please stop. Um, you can see your, your bullets hit. Uh, but they don't penetrate the way um, you would hope. It's a bit of that like Wolverine getting shot thing. Yep. Uh, where the slugs hit and, and just get caught in the flesh. Um, bring us to Butthole. Yeah, Butthole's just fighting his wolf with this magic fartfield hammer, just being like, I don't actually have a problem with you. I don't know why we're doing this. It seems like you have a bad boss. And as he says this, he's just <laughs> swinging the hammer around. Uh, so Goblin Jr. will help him uh, with his first strike, so he'll have advantage. Uh, wolf team versus wolf team. Uh, the first hit is a 22 to hit which we know hits. So this is the one that's fueled with some extra radiant powers, which brings it to a total of 21 magical, but non-fatal damage. So he's not breaking bones, but he's just beating the ever loving shit out of this guy with a hammer, making weird fart sounds. Uh, and then he's, he's, he, they got to deal with these fucking people. Um, so he'll use another hammer hands to get an extra strike in. Uh, just just mowing it down. That is a dirty 20 to hit. You very much hits. And that one will do another 11 uh, damage. Okay. Um, so you uh, crack, uh, crack him back and forth. Um, he's trying to mutter something at you angrily, uh, but you just keep hammering him in the face with hammers. Um, and finally, with the last strike, it's that full, like his whole body goes rigid as, as his head snaps back. Um, and you can tell he's like shifting back into human form as he collapses. Um, so there's an unconscious naked man um, in front of you, um, just kind of um, slumped over. Um, that said, you can see he's actually badly injured. Um, he's got uh, a couple of um, weeping knife wounds um, that uh, you certainly didn't put there. Um, that brings us to... Um, the wolves uh, do a yeah, that's fine for that. Um, the other one uh, is going to attack you, Juniper, obviously, because you're bashing on uh, on him. That's fair. Uh, what's your AC? Uh, twenty one. 
All right. Well, my first attack's a nat 20. So that one goes through. Oh, boo. Um, all right. So, Juniper, you're going to take 10 points of damage. And Yikes. I need you to please roll me a con save. Con save. Okay. As he, like, clamps down Ooh, uh, on your that's arm. that's a four. Um, all right. Um, you're doing that thing where that, like, dog trainers always have to do, where, like, you've just got, like, an angry dog, um, like, dug into your arm. Yeah. Um, and um, uh, you just can't stop staring at its eyes as it does this. There's something um, almost hypnotic about it. Um, the pain is incredible. Um, mm -hmm. And you eventually manage to, like, you know, you know, flat palm the snoot, um, and it, it releases. Um, but uh, it's a it's a pretty vicious wound. Um, bringing us to um, top of the round, uh, the tiger that Quinny is just fucking raining hell down on. Um, he looks to his companions um, and uh, can tell that things are are going rather badly. Um, and uh, so with a uh, a snarl, um, he just says, uh, it's up to you now. Hold them as long as you can. Um, and he's going to attempt a ranged attack. Yeah, he reaches for a pouch. Uh, Quinny, you can get an attack of opportunity on him as he does this. Yeah, yeah, I'll go on for that. Mm, might not hit. Uh, that's a 14 to hit. Uh, 14 will hit. Who is this guy? Jesus. Um, I'll okay. This will be non-lethal damage because uh, surprise that hit. Uh, okay. Oh wow, that's a high roll for two d six. Eighteen damage. Oh shit! All right. Yeah. Five piercing, albeit magical, and six. Uh, cold. Cool. It's a, uh, it's a modifier. Strong hit. Um, as as he reaches, he he powers through it. With, you know, gritted uh, fangs, um, and uh, he throws a vial um, at the unconscious guy at Butthole's feet um, that bursts um, on contact um, in kind of a shimmering blast of of a silvery liquid, almost like mercury. Um, and, uh, with a scream, uh, the guy on the ground, uh, begins to writhe as it begins to eat through his back. Um, the, what? uh, the tiger, um, then kind of like contorts and shifts. Um, and, uh, you can hear bones crack, um, as he begins to reshape, um, into the animal and he kind of leaps backward and, uh, and goes to take off running. Um, Ryan, you are pretty well close enough that I think you could throw something at him if you wanted, or I don't know if you're more concerned about the guy on the ground. Yeah, Butthole's entire focus, he was already about to heal the guy on the ground, so keeping this guy alive is his only priority. Um, yep. He would, uh, I think, reach down instinctively and just, like, fart. But, like, normally this is all very performative large mm -hmm. magic. This is like, it's almost like the light snakes out of his butt and just circles around his arm down and into this guy's body with his right hand. And then with his left hand, he's just pulling out his canteen and just pouring water over this guy to try to clear as much of the silvery shit off of the outside of him as he can. Sure. So he he will cast Cure Wounds at level... Where's my freaking spell sheet? There you go. It's out of order. 
Uh, cure wounds. He will do at level three. He really just does not want this guy to die because it's it's eaten fast, right? This yeah, is not yeah, it's a, burning. Yeah. It's burning through him like a fast working acid. Yes. Then he is. He's going in at level three, which will mean he will heal. Uh, 31 HP on that guy. And then he buttholes already full health, but he just feels himself get a little jolt of energy. <laughs> Cause whenever he heals people, he gets a very light amount of healing for himself. Mm. All right. Um, cool. So definitely looking less insta kill. Um, but, uh, the, uh, the tiger man, uh, morphs, uh, and takes off into the trees uh, leaving you with um, the one uh, remaining wolf who's still very, uh, very concerned with trying to kill uh, Juniper. Um, the wolf kind of moves to to kind of generally block uh, the tiger's escape. Um, and um, he is, uh, he's not up yet um, because that was Tiger. So Quinny, um, hmm. Tiger Man has booked it away. Uh, the other wolf is still here. The tiger is still within uh, eyesight as, as he escapes into the trees, but he is like in full tiger form and a tiger running through woods. So he is generally much faster than uh, the rest of you right now. Uh, Eldritch Blast has a range of 120 feet. Can I still tag him? Yep, you can try. Yeah, I'm going to try and hit him with Eldritch Blast. Sure. I think it'll be a disadvantage because you're firing through heavy, uh, heavy okay. foliage, but yep. Uh, at level seven Warlock... Yeah, it's two beams. Uh, nice. Fifth level. So this first one at disadvantage, 17, and then a natural one. Mm. Uh, I can re-roll a one. So actually, there we go. Okay, so disadvantage. So the, the 14 is the one we'll use for the second one, a seven. So 14 plus eight to hit, which I guess if I hit him on a 14. It's 22. Four. Yep, that'll hit. And then a seven plus eight is 15 to hit. Uh, yes, also hits. Okay. Uh, and what is Eldritch Blast? A D10 per hit, so 2D10 damage. Uh, and he also gets um, moved 10 feet, so I'm hoping to blast him out of the trees, like knock him mm. right off of... In this case, he's actually getting moved 20 feet. Um, four and six, respectively, so 10, 10 damage. 10 damage? Okay. Um, so he takes 10 and he is blasted, uh, 20 feet. You see him ping pong off some trees. Um, he isn't quite blasted. Well, uh, you don't know where he lands, but he definitely got blown off whatever path he was, he was running on. Um, but, uh, that will bring us to the end of your turn unless you want to run after him. Yeah. I want to use my movement to, to go 30 and then I want to use my bonus to dash 60. Okay. Um, do you have anything that'll help you with difficult terrain? Uh, I don't think boots of springing and striding help with that. Although, are we talking about the difficult terrain of like snow or it's like, it's kind of melted down now here, right? Like it's more uh, grassy it's trees. than it's you're, trees. You're oh, it's just through, because it's trees. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cutting through, uh, through I don't have forest. anything to help with that really. No. Yeah. Okay. So unfortunately it will be, uh, cut down, but so you 15 can... for movement and then 30 for the dash bonus action. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, so you're making good, good progress. Um, but, uh, in addition to him moving quickly, not being fettered by the train and then getting blasted, he's still uh, a little ways ahead of you. Right. Um, cool. Uh, bringing us to Juniper. 
Um, with uh, with the revolver not doing anything, she'll have to just take her sword and uh, basically one armed as she's like trying to like you know dodge and duck and dip and mm-hmm. all that stuff. Um, she's just gonna try to just just basically <laughs> almost like keeping it like away from her like she is gonna hit but mm-hmm. it's not like to kill it she's literally just trying to like to like stay like stay the fuck back gotcha. and um with one hand and uh so she'll add some divine smite on that as well because mm-hmm. it automatically does that in case that makes a difference um so the first one will be a nat 20 to hit which yes. I assume will hit Mm-hmm. Um, and the second's a uh, twenty-two to hit. So, uh, double damage, right? Yes. First one. Okay, first that's double be... the smite damage that's being added as well, Tom. Uh, sure. Oh, really? Okay. Wow. I think technically no, but it's more fun. <laughs> uh, technically, yes. Oh, great. Oh, nice. D- double the damage that you would roll on that crit. Well, heck yeah, then burn them up. Cool. So that's. Uh, seven. That's ten regular damage, plus four radiant damage on the first one, <laughs> and the second one is nine regular damage, plus uh, seven radiant damage. And your damage modifier only applies once, but all the dice yeah. you would do twice. Yeah. Yeah. So, so uh, yeah. I'll- fuck ton um <laughs> he um roars back um as you you divine smite him there's a blast of brilliant white light um and uh with a, a howling scream uh he uh falls backward um slumps against a tree and uh collapses um you can see that uh like his his uh, companion um he also has some wounds um mm-hmm. that uh, that are visible uh without a Perception check of six uh, as he uh, slumps over, but he is uh, he is well and truly dead. Oh no, that's oh no, your own strength. That's not on your crits. That's not what I no. Oh. <laughs> All right, we can drop out of combat order now, um, given that. Uh, Wolfie's dead, and other guy is unconscious, being treated by butthole. Has Quinny lost the tiger, or is Quinny still um, tiger? Quinny, you can attempt to. I don't know, maybe roll me a, an acrobatics to see if you can uh, catch up to this guy. Wow, it's another nat one. Let's re-roll that. Four. Uh, so I think that's nineteen. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's nineteen. That's fair. Um, all right. Um, you um did arrive. i knock him out of the trees with the with my repelling blast? you knocked him to the edge edge of the trees uh, okay. edge of the tree line so um, i mean sorry i mean to the ground what was he moving between trees or was he up in the no, trees no he was on the ground i'm sorry oh, i've got i misunderstood yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah yeah um although that's a much cooler image so we can also just say that's what happened <laughs> okay. um all right so um you um you rush up um just in time uh to smell um burning flesh um and uh, as you arrive um veers is is writhing in a uh, purple flame um on uh, on the ground 
Uh, can you roll me Whoa. a perception check at disadvantage, please? Uh, huge, huge roll here at disadvantage. That's a 17 plus. Oh, baby. Five, 22, 22. Mm-hmm. Um, you see, um, despite uh, this, you know, this ethereally burning tiger, uh, which is admittedly fairly distracting, um, out of the corner of your eye, you catch movement um, and see uh, wings. Uh, and you just make out an owl disappearing uh, into the treetops. Uh, a normal-sized owl or like a man-sized tiger, a, a, like nope, a person-sized nor- owl? normal person-sized owl. Okay. I noticed that. Um, and it disappears into like the tree canopy kind yeah. of? Okay. Okay. And so focusing back then on this burning purple flame engulfed tiger guy, uh, is he, is he a corpse burning or is he alive and like writhing, uh, and- writhing, but on the back end of, uh, of, of this, you, I think quickly, if you're looking to put him out, can like kick dirt on him to see if it does anything, but yeah. this clearly isn't natural flame. I'm going to try and put him out. And I was like, we can save you. Just tell me what's going on. So I'm just like kicking. I'm like, I, I've taken my cloak off over my shoulder. I'm just like trying to pat him down. Is it doing anything to this magical? Even no, the illithid cloak is, is not, uh, is not effective here, which should indicate how bad this, this yeah. fire is. Um, he's left the tree line and that's where I found him burning. He, uh, he got up and was like making for the edge of the tree line. He, you blast him like almost out of the trees. He's clearly going to like take off uh, across the um, the fertile fields, but uh, uh, something got to him first. Yeah. Looking back to where that owl went, um, can I see anything else? Uh, if, I, if I go over to where I last saw the owl, can mm-hmm. I... Can I see where it went or anything like that? It's or, disappeared into the tops yeah, of trees. Gone, and unfortunately, because yeah. it's an owl, it could literally just be perched it literally somewhere. Literally direction and, or yeah. anything. Yeah. Yep. Um, okay. Uh, gosh. One last thing I want to try. If I can find the thing. Um looking at true sight i'm looking to utilize the eye of true sight here um i can see normal in magical darkness i can see invisible creatures and objects i can automatically detect visual illusions succeed on saving throws against them i can perceive the original form of a shape changer or a creature that is transformed by magic does that Mm -hmm. provide me any further insight to what is going on does Uh, that change the way i'm perceiving anything you can see veers in in um, humanoid form, certainly. Um, unfortunately, uh, all you can see is he's just like an incredibly cut guy. Like he he's got. Um, I would say uh, you can tell he's got a soldier's body, which isn't really any surprise based on how he was fighting. Um, but um, no one you recognize. You know, there's no defining okay. marks on him that would really give you yeah. a, a, like a clear indicator uh, one way or the other. Um, Okay. The last thing I want to figure out then is he turned into a tiger and took off. And the way I understand like changing into an animal is like your equipment and everything like that kind of like goes with you That's in correct. a yep. magical sense. Um, as his life is ending, is he reverting to human form? And can I access his equipment? 
Um, Specifically that pouch where he threw fucking silver liquid acid at someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, hmm. The magic flame thing is a real issue for this because in theory, yes, he would revert back, but I don't know how you'd get anything off the body. Right, it's all being burned. Burn it's all being consumed. Okay. Basically, once he hits zero, he reverts, and when he reverts, the flame catches whatever is on him. Yep. Um, that said, uh, given the butthole is stabilized, the other wolf, the odds of you being able to analyze what that was are are high. Um, okay. But so basically, this guy is ash. He's a pile of ash, basically. Yep. Yep. For all intents and purposes, I he can't, uh, he like can't managed, put out the fire, and the fire will not stop burning until there's nothing left. Yeah, he manages to like point at you um as he's going down but it means absolutely nothing and he can't speak because his throat is on fire <laughs> jesus get this guy a glass of water um, okay and i will return to the group quickly to just to make sure that everything is okay there make sure that owl didn't fucking <laughs> fly back and set my friends on purple fire or yep. anything like that Fair uh enough. yeah uh is the guy butthole stabilized conscious tom um, you can wake him up if you want. Yeah, I think yeah. Butthole would quickly tie the guy's hands and then shake him and just point at his friend who's dead and be like, "Was that guy good or was that guy bad? A good person or a bad person?" Um, and uh, he's kind of confused and he looks at him uh, and he just says, "Brother, we don't concern ourselves with such things, not in our outfit." Okay. Ah, shit, I got to redeem him then. Uh, and he's going to jump over to the other body. And he'd like to cast Revivify because he has a minute to bring people back from the dead. As long as they still like have their heads attached and didn't die of old age. Um, great. This so, is, which one is this? The one you killed. The one that I killed? Yeah. Juniper's just literally has her hands like on her face <laughs> and just been like, thou shalt not kill wolves. Thou shalt not kill wolves. <laughs> yeah, so but butthole run over and then it's just... Even he wishes it was more dignified, but it isn't. He just squats down and just starts rhythmically <laughs> farting into the guy's mouth like a bellows, yep. Uh, yep. summoning his soul back into his body. So he he's brought back with one HP. Great. Uh, so everything else is still horrible. And then Butthole will quickly tie his hands and say, all right, so I understand that you're not the best person, but this is going to give you a chance to be a better person so that when you die, you can go to heaven instead of hell because I don't know if it's cool down there anymore. Whew. Hey, Quiddy. Did you catch the tiger guy? No, he burst into flames, magical purple flames. Oh, fuck, uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I saw an owl, though, and just given the way this guy turned into a tiger, I'm wondering if that owl was not a regular owl. All right, well, we've got some new friends we can talk to, so Butthole go over to the guy he, like, stabilized and be like, are you okay? Because it looked like they were melting you, and that's really hardcore. It's, uh... Standard procedure and of letting yourself get captured. We just wanted to talk, man. Who do you work for where this is standard procedure? Um, and uh, he he glowers at you and he says, uh, well, now we work for different people, but we used to work for a hero for you fucked that up for us, traitor. Is this some cross-dimensional shit? Because we have we do not know who you people are. Do you know versions of us? Like I'm Quinny. Does that is that a familiar name to you? You know. Yeah, see, because that's Brown not Barrow, Butthole Farch, Juniper, last name unknown. We know yeah, all see, about you. 
See, okay, so these are different Quinny's buttholes and Juniper's. Okay, okay, okay. Quinny, Quinny, yes, you want to defend this. We got to find out what happened before we can figure out whether we can be mad about it. Maybe this actually is our fault. I've already decided I'm pretty fucking mad. Okay, good. Then you you have that, but new. what's your name, uh, guy? I'm uh, Tamor. <laughs> Tamor, okay. God. So, Tamor, uh, what we're looking for in terms of a story right now is, is if this was a book, I would call it exposition and backstory. What led you to get here? Who are you working for? How did we fuck up your life? Um... And uh, he uh, he just kind of sighs, and uh, he looks at the other guy, and then he kind of looks back to you defiantly, and he says, um, you said earlier that uh, we go to heaven, right? Heaven or hell? I mean, theoretically. Right now, I'm banished from both. But yeah, theoretically, you'd go one way or the other. Well, you know, we almost had one until you decided to kill the commander. My name is Tamor. Uh, I am first lieutenant of the Fries, and we will not stop until we have avenged Commander Potatoes and the outer heaven you took from us. And then he spits in your face. Oh, so they're those people. See, Quinny, we did fuck up their dream. It was. I'm still mad. That guy was an asshole. Yeah, this seems to be a conflict of core principles, and I can understand and respect that. So, Chief Justice... We're in an awkward situation now. Are, are you okay? Because you seemed really upset a second ago. Well, I thought I'd killed a wolf. And wolves are sacred creatures. I think we're learning the wares are kind of an exception to the traditional okay. rule. Um, uh, and if a wolf was going to kill like an innocent child, what would you do? <laughs> well, Let the big dog hunt, baby. <laughs> wolves are sacred creatures. A wolf is about to eat a four-year-old girl. Real time, that wolf has eaten the baby. You, your decision-making process needs to be accelerated. Uh, well, so, so here's my here's my That's problem. A point, because because instinctually, save the girl, kill the wolf if necessary. Right, but is this because of the tenants that well, you now need to uphold as a sheriff? They don't make things clear, like. The See, order the, of importance of the things? The commandments are designed for people to make their own interpretation. Here's the problem. Juniper, did I make the moon commandments chief justice? No. Okay, so when I ask you a question, am I asking you to interpret a piece of paper because the piece of paper is in charge? Yes, we've been over this, yes. Okay. Like when he just hands, like no, face in his hands, just, oh my God. You did better on the earlier one where you said no. You said you needed examples of kind of things that are going to have rules and allow for interpretation. That's the moon commandments. It's an example. It's not the definitive thing. Yeah. Are, are, are you praying to no, the No, I meant hammer? no. I meant... Uh, oh, got it. Okay. It? Sorry. It's, it's no hard with the yes, yes. no. Got it. Yeah. Okay. So if a wolf was going to eat a four-year-old girl and a the second only one now because the first one has been yeah, entirely she's dead. consumed. So yep. the same wolf, a definitely convicted killer, theoretically in the eyes of the law, is uh, attacking a second child. And the only way to stop them is to kill them. Would you kill them? Yes. The wolf, right. not the child, to be clear. Excellent. That's good clarification. Okay. Hadn't considered the other way around, but <laughs> theoretically interesting that it was on the table. That was your first trial. Uh, we're going to call that one easy mode. Uh, and now we're going to walk you into a somewhat harder mode. We have taken two prisoners. 
if we let them go, they'll team up with the rest of the bad guys and kill us. They were part of a mercenary force that inhabited a city and were attempting to become a world power who we stopped. We're not really going to be able to talk them around to being friends, I don't think. And they did try to murder us. What does the law say we do? Sometimes killing is necessary. So you're saying death sentence. I mean, I'd rather just... Can't we, like, lock them up somewhere? That is a reasonable question. Quinny, no. can we lock them up somewhere? <laughs> He's just turning to try to get solutions to somebody else. You've gotten in and out of a lot of jails. What do you got for me? There's Treeberry back that way, and what's ahead of us, Tom? Uh, Cornucopia is basically the next stop. Beyond the trees, rolling hills, yeah. zombies in the distance, yeah. some scattered farms, sort of black smoke pouring out the only of them. Place, the only place we could feasibly lock them up is back in that town, meaning undoing all the progress we've made today. <sighs> or, if you're really set on imprisoning them but not backtracking, taking several hours to dig a very deep hole. <laughs> or... Okay, Tamor... Or, or, or Tamor, third option, I- we gag them. And we keep them tied up and we make them walk with us and then they get delivered to Cornucopia and then we could maybe put them in jail there or the Cornucopians could say it's legal for them to leave and then they go off to become terrorists who want to kill us. But technically, the local laws would be appeased. Tamor, what are you going to do if if you get free? Uh, Tamor, First Lieutenant Fries. He's just going to keep doing that. uh, What's your brother's name over there? He doesn't say anything. Tamor, Tamor, first first lieutenant lieutenant. of the fries. It's not Tamor, first lieutenant of the fries, that guy as well. Because we only need one Tamor. I like start to charge like magically, like crackle my hand. Uh, The other guy says, Crendon, second lieutenant of the fries. Oh, it's a different guy. Okay, that's good. So you guys are somewhat open to communicating and cooperating then uh, because not doing so. uh, Unlike these two who have very philosophical conversations about death, I have no problem about killing you, especially now that you've told me that you worked for her. Commander Potatoes. And we're doing that outer heaven bullshit. Um, and Crendon, clearly the the toucher of the two, just says, hey, you, you saw what they did to Veers. Who? Okay, who's they? That is a big question. We're, we're getting somewhere, right yeah. Now. Are you being forced to do what you're doing? Uh, Crendon, second lieutenant of the fries. What's with those knife wounds? Crendon, second lieutenant of the fries. I Crendon, can make new like ones. To- um, can I, I would like to... Um, use cleansing touch mm-hmm. if I can on Crendon, which um, allows me to end one spell uh, on a creature I touch if they're willing. Mm-hmm. What what spell are you trying to end? Um, I mean, if there's something that is preventing them from well, telling us anything, some yeah, some sort of like, sure. yeah, compulsion or charm, like whatever that happens to be. Yep, that's fine. You can go ahead with that. Okay. So I like, all right, Crandon. Let's see. You got to be willing, though. You got to be willing. Willing to what? Are you, is she going to heal him or is she going to kill him? Yes. I don't no. care. We've got two oh, hostages. I suppose, I suppose I should tell you. Um, I, I think there's something preventing you from telling me what you want to tell me. And if, yeah, if you it's... let me heal, cleanse you of whatever it is that's preventing that, 
we can maybe come to an understanding, i.e. let you live. And then I just put my hand, like, on his head. Thank you. I feel much better. You can let me go now. Okay, but who are you working for right now? Uh, Crendon, second lieutenant of the fries. See, well, it was a that didn't work. Thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Crendon, here's the, here's the challenge. I, I brought you back to life from when you were dead because I thought there was a chance you could become a good person. And I can see from the fact that you haven't spat on any of us or pretty much told me to go fuck myself and sworn to kill me that you're a little bit nicer than Tamor over here. I just want to know who's making you do bad things because then we can stop them and you can do other things. Anybody who melts you is not a boss you deserve no matter how bad shit you've done. Um, are you trying to persuade or intimidate him at this point? Uh, persuade, I think. Butthole's literally trying to appeal to this guy in a like hopeful way. Yep. Give me a persuasion check, please. That is a dirty 20. Uh, you are very persuasive. He, he just says... I mean, yeah, you're right. Things have been pretty rough since the commander died. Um, and Tamor's like, you fucking idiot. Don't you say any, don't you say another you goddamn You shut word. up. And I'm like, I'm full on ready to take him somewhere else. <laughs> um, and Crendon just says, it's, it, it, it's, it, it's, it, it's Commander Underbottom, sir. He, he took over after, uh, after uh, Commander Potatoes died and the, the imposter Polka took, to control and blasphemed against the uh, Greywater Legion, we're we're and like Tamor's like fucking like just spewing like rage and and vitriol and like trying to like scream over him so he can't be heard. Yeah, just just gag that one. He's all right. Yeah, I'm gonna try and gag him. Yeah. Um, and he just says that uh, the the fries have a, a mission's it's, it's revenge against you. You 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 took away our dreams. But like, what are you? What's going to happen after you kill me? How do you think this is going to get anything better? It's far above my pay grade, sir. The prisoner. They mentioned a prisoner. Ask yeah. him about it. Yeah. What prisoner was there? Um, and at that point, uh, Quinny, you feel a knife um, prick the side of your throat, uh, and a voice in your ear just says, "Me." This episode of Dum Dums and Dragons features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Laura Hamstra at EL Hamstring on Twitter, and RDM Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and Dum Dums and Dragons artwork is by Del Borovic, who can be found at DelBorovic.com. Our theme songs are And Now for That Massive Coronary and Skipping Through the Orchestra Pit Part 1 by Peter Gresser, and our ad music is No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R, all available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. But most importantly, we've got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice or you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. And tune in next week for more Dum Dums and Dragons. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, The Half-Blind Prophet, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, One True Artistry, Orion Birchfield, Lord Abradovic, Noel Lewis, Scott Garland, Anthony Griffin, Benjamin V. 
Gavin and Abby McDonald, Cade Peters, Richard Cranium, Anna Zed, Eric Williams, Logan, Fire on Friendly, Acrix, Cameron Ezel, Grandma Likes D&D, Alan, Austin Nut Powers Fry, Stabby Stranger, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. In the alley, the scent is stronger, overpowering. As I watch, the overhead lamps flicker and wink out one by one. God damn it. No. The girl appears briefly under the last streetlight, the headphones snug against her ears, the Walkman clasped to her hip. She's oblivious as she walks, lost in her own world. Hey, stop! I need to talk to you! Then she's swallowed up by the darkness again. Helen! Wait a second! It strikes her in the gloom so fast she barely has time to scream. She falls into the edge of the lamplight and lies there, bleeding, motionless. The man's skin is scaly, flaking, and there are patches of soot on his cheeks. He stares at me with eyes like midnight. Eyes that are devoid of remorse, devoid of humanity. He's one of them. I turn and run, and I don't look back. The Road of Shadows, a new mystery and suspense audio drama by Mark R. Healy, creator of The Strata. Listen now at theroadofshadows.com. Thank you.